Now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pack, and it starts right now. You're listening to the melting pack. Here's your host, Pat Johnson. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show, The Melting Pat, the Next Level Network. Hope you're well, having a great time. Hope your holiday was great. As I'm sitting here doing this part, the holidays haven't happened yet. Well, some of them have, but Christmas hasn't happened yet. But I wanted to do this now because I just had a wonderful conversation with Fry McDunston, and uh, I'm sharing it with you today. He's a musician, producer, um, all-around great dude. Also, we connected through Reddit. He put up, uh, hey, I'm doing a, I put out a new record. Anybody interview musicians? I said, hey, I do. And uh, it took a while because illness and work and stuff got in the way. But we're all good. We had a great time. It's a lot about songwriting, which is great. If you know me, if you listen to the show um, and listen to me chat with musicians, you know how much I love to geek out about songwriting. And I love that I got to do that today with Fry. So now you get to hear that. It's a lot about, you know, songwriting and, and, um, the new way that music is uh, is marketed and kind of getting a handle on that kind of stuff. And uh, we just had a wonderful time. And of course, the bonus question uh, at the end of the show, stick around to find out if Fry answered it correctly. I don't usually record right after I do an interview, but I figured since I have the microphone set up and everything is, is on and working and, and all the things are going, I might as well do it. So that's on the show today. That's that is the show today. Uh, his new EP, "Time and Time Again," is available where you get music. Uh, we talked about it a little bit and how all those things come together. We'll play a song of that, the title track from the EP. We're going to play that, and then um, the bonus question, and then that is that for the show. So that is the episode today. Um, if you're going out tonight or tomorrow, be safe, enjoy yourself. Remember that this is one of the weekends or one of the nights when the amateurs go out and they don't know how to handle themselves. So be careful, have fun, enjoy your thing, whatever you have going on. And if you're staying in to play uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and go through Ganon's Castle like me, then uh, enjoy that too. And let me know how you did. Let me know if you uh, found a new secret or got it done quicker or, uh, or if you died because uh, you weren't paying attention or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, that is, that's our plan, I think. I, I, don't think we, I don't think we're going anywhere. So, yeah. I mean, you know, kids have been sick. We've all been sick. So uh, we think we're going to take it easy and just uh, one of us will try to stay up till midnight. Maybe. No, you know what? Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. As you can hear, I still got a bit of a cough. So maybe, uh, well, hopefully by then it'll be, I'll be over it fully, but uh, we shall see. So anyway, that's all. All right. I'm over at the Melting Pat, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Space Hay. I'm on Hive, I think, if that's still up, and .com. Um, send your questions, your comments via SpeakPipe or 209-867-7638. Questions, comments, concerns, observations, and of course, corrections. Yell at me via text or uh, or with your face, and uh, and we'll have some fun. All right? In the new year, I don't know what's happening. I have no idea. I should get some more baseball stuff going. There's some a lot of moves I haven't had time to discuss. So we'll talk about that. The Hall of Fame voting should be happening soon. So we'll do all that stuff too. Plus, whatever else happens, and uh, maybe we'll throw in some bonus stuff for you as well. Uh, I should be getting back to the Patreon bonuses in the new year, patreon.com slash pat. Give me a dollar, get some extra stuff, all right? We're going to cut that? Yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> 
But there you go. All right. Uh, this has been an Ape Boiler production. You know the whole deal by now. So go have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Um, no G-Love today, but check them out anyway. Philadelphonic.com. And, uh, and go have fun. All right. Uh, by the way, Fry's website, music.frymcdunstan.com. P-H-R-Y-M-C-D-U-N-S-T-A-N. Did I get that right? I hope so. It'll be in the show notes. Um, that is the, uh, the link to find all of his stuff. So check that out again. The EP, Time and Time Again, is out where you get your stuff. There are music videos. One of them came out the day we recorded. So go enjoy that and, uh, and have fun with the chat. All right, you've been inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. Here's me and Fry McDunstan. So you're here. Fry, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. How are you, bud? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm fine. How are you? Oh, doing great. We're both getting over some illnesses. True. One was, uh, <laughs> you know, self-inflicted. Someone had to go out jogging. But what a stupid idea. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. Just, <laughs> just being silly. Uh, I think you're my first guest from... You're in Germany, right? Right, yeah. I think you're my first German guest on the show. We're checking off another box. This is exciting. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's my first interview since uh, the breakup of my old band, so I'm I'm a little little nervous, maybe a little excited. Oh, and, come on, uh, man! Yeah. No, no, it's gonna be great. So you, all right? So you're out on your own. Mm-hmm. So that did you decide to do that yourself, or did the band just kind of go in a different direction? And you said, no, I want to do something else. How did that come about? A little bit of both. Like the drummer and the bass player, we were always like a three piece band. They wanted to try uh, something else. They're now more into like uh, 60s, 70s, psychedelic rock. And since we were always um, having trouble finding a decent lead singer um, or like a second guitarist, like our intention originally was to be a five-piece band with two guitars and a lead singer. Yeah, we were always struggling with finding... um, other guitar players and, and, and a lead singer. And um, yeah, at one point, it just didn't make any sense anymore. And then we split up and I took uh, like two years off and focused a bit on um, on my YouTube channel, like doing instructional guitar videos. And yeah, then during the pandemic, I, uh, I kind of felt the itch again. And I had the idea that... Um, I'll maybe try things on my own. And uh, thanks to great services like Fiverr and SoundBetter, uh, I found all the missing pieces like cool drummers and, and very cool lead singers through that. And I just produced the rest and, and played all the bass and guitar tracks. And uh, yeah, that's like the, the actual, the new EP is actually my uh, my second one. And I'm planning to release a new EP like uh, every year and see uh, where it'll take me. Mr. Ambitious over here releasing a thing every year. Wow. Well, I don't know if you have heard that or if you, if you, if you've seen that, but like a couple of years ago, they interviewed the guy who's running Spotify and he said something like uh, artists have to get used to releasing more content or more material over a shorter period of time and i've learned from the mistakes that um my my old band made we released an album before we even had like a huge fan base 
And that cost us a lot of money. And we've wasted like 12 pretty decent songs um, for that album. And yeah, almost nobody bought it. Oh, no. So um, I think the approach, like, especially for independent artists and up and coming artists, uh, that approach, like releasing like maybe six to seven or eight songs per year is actually um, much better than just waiting for two years to release another album, especially in the age of streaming. Yeah, I've had people on, we've talked about this, how like the new kind of way to do it is just go single, 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 then maybe right. an EP where you put them all together and charge people all over again. But it's uh yeah because it's like especially with spotify how like the best thing for you to get on spotify is a new song because right. then it's you know you get a certain number of pre-saves and plays and all that and then it gets onto their list of you know here's what's hot here's what's new whatever it is itunes used to do this years ago and then they went to apple music and that's kind of maybe it does the same thing but it's yeah single and then promote the heck out of that and then mm -hmm. tour maybe and then do another single in three or four months, be like, Oh, here we are. Don't forget about us. Because in every few months you're in that like new and noteworthy kind of category. Whereas you release an eight song album, it's like, well, okay, it's out. And then nobody hears about you until you release another thing. Right. Yeah. Um, I've, I've actually, uh, released the whole EP before and I'm now releasing the individual singles, but always with an accompanying, uh, music video to make things interesting for people who just discovered me. So I can always promote like a new single, but with a, with a music video, even though the whole EP is actually, uh, has actually been released. And it's easy to share a video, right? Cause you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, they're, they've all kind of pivoted and TikTok, I guess too, is short form video stuff. So you can release a little preview of your video, like, yeah. Hey, here's 30 seconds of, you know, whatever it is. And here's where to find the rest of it. And like, it's an easy throwing some hashtags, throwing some buzzwords and you're ready to go. Like it's an easy, easy way to get your, get the eyes and ears on, on what you're doing by just doing a video. I'm sure it costs, spends, you know, time and money to do that, but do you find it's worth it for the engagement and the sales? Um, I'm still figuring things out. Um, I have joined uh, a pretty cool music training program called Modern Musician. And they teach us to, um, to always try new things. But um, like the most important things nowadays is like uh, getting, uh, like creating a community. Um, and it doesn't have to be that, that huge. Like uh, we mostly do things um, through Facebook groups or um, uh, Discord channels. And then we, we do live streams there and sell our merch um, directly to the people who followed us and have them interact with each other by creating different topics for, for different days and, and so on. And yeah, when, whenever I have something new, I, it's like you said, I, I, I always try out new things like creating a little teaser video for, for a new music video. Uh, or maybe um, since uh, YouTube is now pushing uh, YouTube shorts so much, I'll um, just make a short clip of the guitar solo and then upload that. So I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still in the learning phase because I really neglected the whole marketing thing with my old band. I was always like responsible for 
the creative aspect. I, I wrote the music, I produced it, but the whole marketing thing, um, I was never too keen on doing that, which was a big, big mistake because nowadays you really gotta, um, gotta know how to do that in order to reach, um, a wider audience. And so, yeah, that's kind of what half of putting anything out, even like, you know, a podcast, an album, whatever, half of it is finding the right way to push it to the people, right. which is something I am not good at at all, which is why, you know, nobody, I don't know. I don't have 75 million people listen to this, but part of it's my fault, but also it's like the new, like you have to, it's almost like a second job yeah. where you're doing the thing. Like I'm doing the podcast, you're doing music, whatever. And then, oh no, wait, there's a whole other side of this where you have to figure out how to curate it to get it into a feed and like get it into a featured post or whatever and get on the right trending topics. And it's really, it's really difficult to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a full-time job. I'm really lucky that I'm a guitar teacher and self-employed. So, um, I teach two students per day and I keep it to two students so I can like, um, I, I need like three hours of practice to, like to maintain my guitar chops and uh, then do all the promotion. And I don't think I would be able to do this um, the way I'm doing it now if I had like a full-time job or even a part-time job because like the day has only so many hours and at one point your your concentration is like waning and um, yeah, you, you can't do those things anymore even though you'd like to, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, burnout's a real thing too, where you try to put all of your energy into this thing, and then it's like, I only have so much in a day. Where it's right. like, yeah, I want to do this and this, and we have to do this and get this. It's like, man, I didn't eat yet. Or like, I didn't, you know, I got to sleep today. Like, I haven't showered or whatever. It's like, so you have to do other things too. And it's just like, man, being a, I hate the, for the term content creator, but like being a musician or a or creative is, uh, if you want to make money doing it, you have to treat it like a job. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Which I don't, which is why I make no money from this show because <laughs> I have a full-time job. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, I think if you like most, um, most platforms, uh, reward consistency. And I think if yes. you just keep at it and create good content and just figure out, um, maybe new creative ways to promote them, then eventually at a certain point, um, things will like go the way you, you want them to and, and you break. At least that's, that's what I'm hoping for. It's like, it's a grind, but um, I kind of enjoy it. I mean, if you didn't enjoy it, you'd be doing something else, right? Yeah, right. You'd be, you know, working part-time somewhere and doing guitar teaching and maybe putting out something here and there instead of guitar teaching album marketing, releasing seven, eight songs a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I in the past, I, I have worked like part-time jobs in, in the past and done some, um, some stuff that I didn't really enjoy, like uh, promotion jobs where I, um, I sold uh, stereo systems or oh. um, yeah, oh, no. <laughs> I worked uh, at a warehouse for uh an agency that did uh, cigarette promotion and oh. it, it was okay because like the people I've worked with, they were like pretty, pretty cool and there was no real hierarchy. But, uh, 
when your heart's not in it, uh, at least for me, it's it's very hard to um, yeah to find pleasure in that cigarette promotion. I'm like, oh, they don't. Yeah. That's not a thing. They're like, wait, you're not in America. That's there we go. Because <laughs> that certainly wouldn't be a thing in America anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean nowadays, uh, I I don't uh, I haven't followed the uh, this agency. Uh, I haven't been doing that for for a couple of years now. But I think now with uh, all the new regulations over here, most of these agencies um, had to kind of uh, reevaluate what they were doing because also the the big tobacco companies switched more to. Uh, Whatever they're doing now, I think like uh, maybe billboard advertising or uh, online marketing. I don't know. R.I.P. Joe Camel. That's all I have to add to that. <laughs> <laughs> so you do mostly instrumental stuff uh, with this record. And I'm wondering, has that always been the thing? Like, was your old band more instrumental or did you just decide, I don't feel like singing and I want to do instrumental stuff instead. No, it's actually, even with my solo releases, it's it's usually half-half. Um, the first EP had three instrumental songs and three songs with vocals. And uh, I just uh, looked up great vocalists uh, on Fiverr and Soundbetter. And uh, on the first EP, I worked with two different vocalists, but I still wrote the lyrics and the melodies, so they just had to sing them. And with this EP, I um, worked with only one guy. And uh, it's now four songs that feature vocals and two songs that are instrumental. And back with my old band, um, I eventually took over uh, the, the lead singer's position as well, since we were never able to find one. But that was something that um, I always struggled with. I can sing fairly decent when I'm with my acoustic guitar and I'm, I'm outside at, at the lake, for instance, or uh, like at a friend's party. And I enjoy that. But singing like hard rock stuff in, in the style of, let's say, Chris Cornell or Lane Staley and like really pushing it and then playing lead guitar at the same time and playing all these complicated riffs and and solos, that's that's uh, something that um, that's really hard for me. So I'm I'm actually really relieved now that uh, for my solo stuff, I found these amazing singers who do such a great job, and uh, I can just focus on uh, playing my guitar. Oh man, see, I was picturing you like sitting down to write a song and having an instrumental, and then trying to write some lyrics and then just like sitting there like ah, crumpling up pieces of paper, throwing away crappy lyrics like this is never going to work. I don't know, but that's not what happened. It's not how you write songs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, sometimes I sometimes it's it's kind of like that, uh, especially um, what I find what I sometimes find really hard is writing great uh, vocal melodies over complicated riffs or uh, unusual um, chord progressions because I'm I always have a bit of an experimental um, vibe going on. And um, I, in the past, especially with my old band, I really struggled writing uh, great melodies over uh, the riffs and, and chord progressions I came up with. But uh, with my solo stuff, I kind of figured it out now. Sometimes it, it, takes, it still takes a while, 
but I usually sit down with my guitar and then I'll uh, I'll try writing uh, a vocal melody with that. And then I uh, immediately after that, I make up some fantasy lyrics that don't make sense. And <laughs> then like the, the final piece of the puzzle is figuring out um, what I actually want to say and uh, which can also like take a while but um i'm really happy with how uh my my last two uh eps turned out writing songs is hard kids just oh, remember yeah. writing songs is really hard what i found worked has worked for me is i'll have because usually i start with music because if i start with lyrics they're just gonna go nowhere it's mm -hmm. just how it happens like i don't like i'll have a melody in my head and be like yeah this will work and then two weeks go by i'll look at it again and forget where i was and so I start with music and then I have to go, I kind of like scat over it, like bep, dep, 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 start making noises yeah. and then like write lyrics after that. Have you found anything like that to work for you? Yeah. Um, kind of like, uh, like, like I said, these, these fantasy lyrics where maybe, uh, you then figure out, Oh, it would be great if this line ended on an O vowel, for instance. And, um, sometimes, during that process, I stumble upon like a word or two or even like a phrase. And that uh, then later on gives me an inspiration for the topic of the song or um, yeah, where the whole thing uh, is going. Yeah, that's so fun. Where like you just have one little throwaway line or you think it is. And then it just becomes like the, the crux of the song. Because I did that. We wrote a song years ago. Uh, I had the guitar playing. My best friend and I were doing it. And I just walked through my mom's living room and just belted out a line. I'm like, that sounds good. Write that down. And then that became like the centerpiece of the last half of the song. I'm like, huh, that's pretty good. 19 year old me. Good yeah. job. <laughs> Sweet. What was the line? It was, uh, your kiss always seemed to take the pain away. There you Sweet. go. That's a bone. Well, wow. I'm, I shocked myself <laughs> on that. Um, yeah, I, I, we, I had the, thing and uh, the song is called roller coaster by the way you can listen to it on Bandcamp. i'll share the link in the show notes um mm -hmm. yeah so we had that it doesn't sound like that on the final record because i couldn't the way i sang it at 1920 is not how i sang it at 32 when i was finally able to record the song so <laughs> it sounds a little bit different but yeah, yeah like i i just walked through the living room and just i don't know where it came from i don't know what i was referring to i just thought it just came out and I was like, that's good. Write that down. And that became like a, an important piece of the song that we built around. And so just like a random throwaway. That's why I never don't erase any lyrics you ever write, because at some point you're going to think of it like, Oh yeah, don't I have this? And you're going to be able to settle on that and make something that you can really appreciate. Absolutely. I sometimes carry uh, either a little notebook notebook with me or um, like, we always have our phones yes. in our pockets and yep. then um, I'll, I'll record something or write something down because yeah, usually these are sometimes these things, they, yeah, they just come to you and um, it's, it's actually, uh, it's really annoying when you know you once had something, but you didn't write it down or record it and then it's gone and you have to start all over again. <laughs> Man, I've lost so many good ideas. <laughs> just like, into the ether, just like, oh, that's really good. But it's, you know, two in the morning and everybody's asleep and I can't get up and and get the melody out. And then I'm like, oh, I'll remember. And then sure, I wake up four hours later. I'm like, it's gone. Just gone. Yeah. Like just 
out in the universe and maybe it'll come back, but you're probably never going to think of that again. <laughs> yeah. And it's also with, um, as we grow older, I've heard uh, Paul Gibbard say that these things, like these, um, these sudden inspirational uh, flashes, they, they happen less and less often. And then it's, it's just hard work. And boo, um, he, work, he says that, yeah, well, <laughs> he, really in, he really enjoys that. He says that uh, he's been writing his best material just lately in his like 40s or early 50s because um, he really had to like to dig deep and, and fight for everything. And um, I kind of get where, where he's coming from. I mean, I don't know. Are you still writing music? Yes, not as much as I'd like. But yeah, because, you know, full time job and and dad stuff kind of takes precedent. But yeah, I'm still writing. Yeah. But do you find it harder than maybe in your early 20s or even before um, that? Yeah, I, I feel like it doesn't help that I don't have time to play guitar as much. And so I feel like once when I was playing all the time, I was able to at least, you know, figure out some melodies that way while just practicing or whatever. But Yeah, now it's just kind of, I'll scat a melody into the voice memo thing on my phone and be like, yeah, that sounds good. And then maybe I'll come back to it. But yeah, it's it's kind of the the bursts of creativity are few and far between now that I'm in my mid-30s. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> But on the other hand, like uh, you got more life experience. So maybe you have like more stuff to write about. Maybe I can finally write a happy song. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the whole EP we put together was uh, just a bunch of sad songs about being sad it was really fun yeah. but we're gonna try something different when we can uh find some time so <laughs> i hear you uh, i actually like the the first happy song i've ever written is on my first ep and it's not um it's not a song that features vocals so i still can't do that uh because i i, I think i i have the fear of uh maybe sounding cheesy or something so it's it's an instrumental song And it's uh, in the style of uh, Joe Satriani. He, he's been a huge influence. And like his happy songs are never really that cheesy. So I, I kind of tried um, going for for that vibe a bit. But it's still the only like happy and quote unquote uh, song that I've written so far. The only one with all major chords in it, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or mostly. <laughs> Yeah, it's a tough thing, like riding the line between this is a nice, like upbeat, cheerful song and this is, you know, radio friendly, cheesy nonsense that I, which I mean, if that's just like, I can listen to stuff like that and be like, yeah, that's fine. I can tap my toe to it. I can sing along to it. But if I'm sitting down to write, I kind of don't want to fall into that box, if that makes sense. Like, it's kind of like a weird thing. Like for a long time, I wouldn't play easy guitar stuff because I wanted to challenge myself. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, well... If I can do it and it sounds good, I'm going to roll with it because I don't have time to, I don't know, learn more right now. I want to get the song written instead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, the main thing is that uh, you yourself are happy with whatever you're doing. I kind of, I'm, I'm now um, testing out uh, Submit Hub and I upload my music uh, there to check whether or like uh, how the different songs from my EP um, How, how reactions to them are and uh with other people it's it's always very subjective and i mean so many musicians they they always say in, in interviews that 
the main thing is that you yourself are happy with that. And um, like when you read um, reviews or even like comments on social media, you figure that out yourself right away, I think. Oh, you can't read the comments, man. Yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> no, you got to No, See, that's I learned this very early on in my Internet life is that the comments people are going to make because they're not connected to you. And they can use whatever name and identity they want. They don't have to put their real name on anything. And they can just spew the most ridiculous, hateful nonsense that you're ever yeah. going to read. You just got to tune them out. Like there's no way, there's no good that's really going to come from reading all of the comments you get on a thing. Like it's just not, you're just wasting your time and your mental energy. And like, you need that for other stuff. <laughs> Except when you're uh, David Goggins. I don't know if you know that, that guy. I don't. Like I feel like this, there's a fun story I, I just here. discovered him. Like he's this ex Navy SEAL, and um, he's like I, I think he's probably the toughest man uh, on this planet. Uh, but he uh, he hasn't always been like he was like in his early twenties. He was um, he was an overweight guy, and he had very low self esteem. Came from like a broken family with an abusive father, and he learned like motivating himself, and then he lost like all his weight in, in like three months, which was like record time. And then he he joined the military and then became a Navy SEAL, which was almost impossible for, for a guy like him. And he's written two books now. And I've heard some interviews with him, like very ins inspirational stuff. And what he does is he just joined social media um, recently, like maybe two or three years ago. And he reads out all the negative comments <laughs> and records them. And then when he goes running, he puts his headphones on and listens to those. Wow. Like to motivate him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he, he's, he's crazy. But that, yeah. is, uh, that is a tough. You're right. That is a tough dude. That yeah. Is a I, I could never. Like I'm at a point where like I just, when I put something out, when I know some crap's going to come my way, I just mute the notification. I'm like, I don't have... Uh, all I'm doing is putting this thing out mainly for me to say, I did, like, here's what I did. And I don't always need the feedback for it. I just need to know that it's done and I finished it. Like, that's right. the whole idea. So, yeah, the reading reviews, and I, I could never. <laughs> I could never. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of like uh, if you have, like, 20 great reviews, I mean, you're, you're kind of happy. But... Um, Like that one bad review yep. or that one bad uh, comment yep. that can like really mess you up, you know, <laughs> that one thumbs down. It's like, wait, why did you, but, but everybody else liked it. Why, why right. did you not like it? And then you get into your head about that and you're, you go into a place where you just don't want to go. Right. And you can appeal to, to everyone. That's, no. that's just a, a given fact. Yeah. Figuring that out was a tough lesson to learn in my twenties where I was, I've been writing and putting out some some crappy demos and like yeah this sounds pretty good i'm i'm happy with this and then realizing not everyone's gonna love it and in fact some people are just gonna hate it and think it sucks so it's like all right well i can do nothing about that all i can do is uh put out a product i'm happy with and go from there right i mean that also happens to all the grades there are so many people hating on like hendrix dylan uh slash I don't think there's any artist that appeals to everyone and that never gets uh, hateful comments or um, even like uh, 
unjustified hateful comments. It's it's just the way it is. Yeah, you're going to love it. You're going to hate it. It's all good. The people are going to put it out and and the big names are going to make money and you and I, well, you'll make money. Uh, I'll just sit here and keep doing the thing. Reactions be damned. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I love the record, the new EP, time and time again. Uh, congratulations on the release. Thank you. Did you do all of the mixering and mastering and engineering yourself on this? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm, I'm actually not, uh, very good at engineering. Like I produce the stuff, so I arrange it. I pick out the instruments and, um, I record the guitars myself and engineer uh, that. But since I order, uh, like the drums and the vocals through Fiverr, um, the guys who send me those, uh, stems are, um, uh, engineering those. And I have a guy who owns a recording studio that's almost uh, around the corner from where I live. And I give him everything and he mixes and masters it. He's, he's an awesome guy because my music is still like rooted in, uh, in the 70s, 80s, and, and early 90s. I'm hugely influenced by grunge music, but also like 70s um, hard rock and, and psychedelic rock as well. And his studio is called the 79 Sound. So he has this very old school approach to mixing, like not uh, mastering everything too loud and um, always keeping the dynamics, um, like keeping the mix um, as dynamic as possible. And uh, I really enjoy working with him. That's so cool to have somebody work with, somebody you work with who can understand your sound and your desire for the the sound of the thing and also just have them know the whole process of how to get the sound you want not necessarily what they think should be your thing yeah i mean uh i i talked to him before i i send him over the stuff and listen to what what he has to say like maybe sound wise or recording wise and uh since he's so um good at what he's doing I'm always um, happy for any advice, but since I I have to uh, do this within a budget, I uh, it's it's cheaper <laughs> for me to to record this at my studio, like at my rehearsal space, and uh, take time with it instead of uh, renting his studio out and uh, maybe having to pay triple of what I'm actually paying if I if I do it like that. Yeah, two lessons, kids. Songwriting is hard and it's expensive. Right. That's uh well very, so very maybe expensive. not the writing is expensive, but the recording to make it sound like you didn't do it in your basement is yeah. expensive. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still I'm still learning uh about that and and um I'm always I always try uh improving from from uh, release to release. So like the next EP that that'll come out uh at the end of 2023 will hopefully sound even better. All right. I'm excited. I'm excited for that one, but we're not done with this one yet. Uh, so wait, actually, before we play the song, I have one more question. Um, mm -hmm. Did you cut any songs from this release that are going to be on the next one? Or did you just put these, like, how many did you write for this release that didn't make it? Did that happen with you? Um, no, that, that actually never happened because I, um, oh, I, Mr. Fancy Pants over here only does <laughs> exactly what he, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's because, um, 
I'm I'm really taking time with every song I write, and I uh, maybe I, I even put too much thought into everything. So um, I wish I could write like 20 songs and then just pick out the 10 or or with an EP like the the, the six best songs. But since especially when when you're doing like an EP a year, I take one month per song and try finishing that and after six months the ep is usually ready and then there's another two months that that it takes to uh, to hire all the mu the other musicians and then another month uh, for mixing and mastering and then the year is almost over so uh, from a time perspective i can't really afford to write lots of songs and then just pick out the the best okay so next thanksgiving will be another record of all yeah. new songs with new people. Yeah. Good. I, I like this. So now you, you'll you be in, uh, you could get yourself in everybody's headspace where like, oh, Fry's coming out with a new thing. It's Thanksgiving. We got to get ready. Fry's coming out with a new thing. Maybe not. No? Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I hope. I uh, I hope I can. I. The great thing is that um, with every new cycle, I get to meet new musicians um, because I'm also running ads that are uh, tailored to music enthusiasts. And there's always like um, one or two interesting people in there that also write and release music. And I usually uh, then collaborate with, with them. And I am for the next release, uh, I'm now talking to some someone who I really respect and um, with whom uh, I'd really love to do a kind of Pink Floyd-esque song. So uh, I think that that'll be the first thing uh, I'll start working on uh, in January. All right. Wow. You see new stuff to come and we're just, we're still fawning over the old stuff. This is great. I love this. <laughs> Always evolving, working, getting all the stuff done. So the song we're going to play, uh, we're going to do time and time again, the title track. Uh, this is featuring Jeff Bragg. Was he uh, a fiver find for the vocals yeah. on this? Okay. Uh, so I, I think sound better, but yeah, he's, okay. uh, he's from, from an American band. Wow, you're going international all over the place. Right. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> this song is great. The guitar is great. That's not right, but I love to air guitar anyway. Um, <laughs> this, the record's great. I love it. I love the song. I love here, learning about the process. This was fantastic. Best of luck with all of the things. There's one more question after the song. You're not, you're not done just yet, but yeah. uh, I appreciate the time. And... We're going to do, here we go. For, let me see if I get your name right. Fry McDunston. Did I get it? Is that? Yeah. Is totally that right? correct. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm not good at reading out loud as you, as you learned. Um, <laughs> but we're going to, here we go. The record is time and time again. The title track, we're going to play it now. It's the Melting Pat. We're coming right back.
All right, Fry, one more question. You're not mm-hmm. done yet. I ask this of every guest, and I do judge you based on your answer. So think carefully. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Oh, yeah. I heard you uh, asking that to your other guests. Oh, um, man, you've listened to the show, so you know <laughs> yeah, already. Of course I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't even remember the correct answer. <laughs> um, I'd say I'd say yes. It's meat between bread. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm like okay. a, a pragmatic guy. I, I see what I see, and I, I'd say yes. It's, okay. It's just meat between bread. <laughs> okay, well, this is why we wait to the end to do this, because that's the wrong answer. I'm sorry to tell you. That's, oh, no. It's incorrect. Yeah, hot dog, <laughs> a class by itself. I had a, I had a guest come on. His name's Luke Mathers um, from the band Unquiet Nights, and he brought up a great point. The hinge of the bread separates the hot dog into its own category apart from a sandwich. Right. Yeah, yeah I guess so that's true. I've rolled with that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a category all its own. You're served a hot dog on a bun when you get it. So it's, that's the whole package is the hot dog. So it's, right. a, it's in a class of its own. Which one do you prefer? Which, what do you mean? Like a hot dog or a sandwich? Oh, I, actually, I don't like hot dogs at all. That's the best part about this. <laughs> I don't like them. I yeah, think they're I'm, gross. I'm also more of a sandwich guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think I'm, my wife loves hot dogs. At least we can agree dogs. on that. Yeah, I, I think they're gross. I hate them. But, um, but it's not a sandwich. So there we go. <laughs> Thanks for educating me. Settled. <laughs> I now to, you know. Now the next time remember somebody, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the next time somebody <laughs> asks you, be like, you know what? I thought about this, and I've been ridiculed. I've seen the light. Uh, <laughs> True. <laughs> Man, this is great. Again, I love the record. Uh, good luck with all of the things. Uh, music. Fit. This is coming out December 30th, by the way. So last show of the year, you get the honor of, I don't know if it's an honor, but you get to end the year with me. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. It was definitely an honor talking to you. I really enjoyed this. Oh, and, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, so glad uh, we found each other. <laughs> oh, yes. And then I guess, you know, we can make this a yearly thing. You put out a new record on Thanksgiving or, or thereabouts, and hopefully next year uh, we can do it on time. <laughs> Sweet. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'd love to come back. Thanks, man. Looking forward to all the things. Take care. You too.